Good morning. Uh, Just a reminder, we still do have two uh, remaining midweek Lenten services during the season of Lent. Uh, We hold them at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. every Wednesday. The Old Testament reading for this, the fourth Sunday in Lent, is from the 42nd chapter of Isaiah. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools. And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light the rough places, and the level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. They are turned back and utterly put to shame who trust in carved idols, who say to metal images, you are our gods. Hear, you deaf, and look, you blind, that you may see who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger whom I send. Who is blind as my dedicated one, or blind as the servant of the Lord? He sees many things, but does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. The Lord was pleased for his righteousness' sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fifth chapter of Ephesians. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the ninth chapter. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. He said to them, 
He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The man in our gospel reading was born blind. It doesn't sound like he could see anything. But still, there was a lot he did see. The blind man never saw the brightness of the sun, but he did see people ignore him every single day. The blind man never saw a blue sky, but he did see children laugh at him as they ran by. The blind man never saw his own parents' faces when he was growing up. But he did see his own parents basically abandon him. So he had to beg for food to eat. The blind man never saw one of the local religious leaders, the Pharisees, stop to pray with him or invite him to synagogue. But he did see them run by him, embarrassed to even look at him because... They thought he was just such a terrible sinner. And this blind man never saw God. But he saw other people talk about God as if God was right with them and near them and even in them. But the blind man didn't see any of that. He was blind. The sinful nature attacked him so specifically, right from birth. Sinful nature attacks all of us in different ways. The sinful nature attacks all of our bodies. Some people are born blind. They never see with their eyes. Some are born deaf. They never hear with their ears. Others are born unable to walk. This man in our gospel reading was born blind. The sinful nature attacked his body and stole his sight. Sinful nature attacks all of us in different ways. But the body isn't the only thing our sinful nature attacks, is it? Sinful nature also attacks our very souls. So at birth, a baby may see just fine. Its eyes can see the sun, 
A baby will squint looking at the blue sky. A baby may smile at its mother's face. A a baby may be able to see physically just fine. But under the surface, it's different. At birth, we are all blind. Spiritually blind. Every single one of us is born spiritually blind. Because by birth, we don't see God and understand who God is. We have to be taught that. By birth, we don't automatically see what God has done to save us. We're blind to that. At birth, we don't see Jesus Christ as our Savior. Because by birth, we don't even see that we need to be saved. And even after Christ washes our eyes in baptism, even after Christ pours the Holy Spirit into our hearts, even after we see the crucifixion and see the resurrection and see that Jesus Christ is the Lord, even after all that, our eyes, our poor, weak, spiritual eyes, can become closed again, blinded to all that Jesus is doing. We can wrestle with our spiritual sight our whole lives. Think about it. When we're tempted to sin, our eyes turn toward that sin. Well, how easy is it for you to turn your eyes away and to refocus your eyes on Christ? How easy is it to refocus your heart to gaze upon Christ and not on that temptation? It can be hard, can't it? Our spiritual eyes are sickened by the fall into sin. We now look away from Christ. By birth, none of us see that Christ is offering us a new life in him. By birth, we don't see that Christ is offering us heavenly pleasures that surpass anything this world can offer. By birth, we just don't see God like we should. The man in our gospel reading was born blind. He couldn't see a single thing. But he also saw a lot. He saw people ignore him and walk past him. Blind man saw his parents basically abandon him. He saw the religious leaders rush by, embarrassed to even look at him. And this blind man never saw God. Other people did, not him. But today was going to be very different for him. Today, Jesus was walking by and he stopped in front of the blind man. Jesus spit on the ground, made a little mud with the saliva. He pressed it over the man's eyes and told him to go wash. When the blind man did, his eyes opened up. And for the first time in his whole life, he could physically see. Now we can easily get fixated on that miracle. And don't get me wrong, that miracle is miraculous. It's wonderful. The blind man was probably crying tears of joy that he could see. But when Jesus did this, something even greater happened. 
This man's eyes, his spiritual eyes, were also opened. And he saw Jesus was God in the flesh. This man saw that God was willing to come even to the lowest sinners in the world like him. He saw that Jesus came to take away sins to wash them all away. This blind man could see so clearly that Jesus came to even take away the deepest sins. The sinful nature has afflicted upon us since birth. And Jesus has the power to do this. The Pharisees thought some sins were, and some sinners, were just too far gone. But for Jesus, no one is too far gone. The Pharisees thought people who were born with some physical afflictions, like blindness or the inability to walk or inability to hear, they thought they were greater sinners than others. But Jesus didn't think that for a second. He sees all of us the same. The Pharisees thought it was impossible for God to forgive certain sins, that even God has limits. But the story of the blind man shows God has no limits when it comes to forgiveness. This story proves Jesus cannot be hindered by our sins. Whether we were attacked by a sin from birth, by our sinful nature, or if we corrupted ourselves later in life, Jesus Christ is not going to be slowed down in healing any of us and healing all of us. Physically speaking, each and every one of you will see your bodies made whole again, entirely whole. It may not be right now, this side of heaven, but your life is going to be so much longer than the one in which you are living right now. In the life to come, All our eyes will see just fine. All our legs will walk perfectly. All our ears will hear just fine. And to prove to you Jesus can't open the eyes of the blind and make the crippled walk. To prove those lesser miracles, Jesus does the greater miracle before your eyes today. Today, Jesus comes to you right here, and he touches your eyes. He encourages you to see him for who he is. Jesus wants you to see everything he did in the crucifixion. And not just that Jesus died on a cross. Anyone can see that. Even unbelievers can physically see that. No, the greater healing, the greatest miracle, the highest healing in all of creation is this. Jesus wants you to see that everything he did in his crucifixion was all done for you. Jesus wants you to see, to believe with your own two eyes that he died on a cross for you. He wants you to see he died for all of you, for all of the sins we were born with. 
He wants you to see he died for the sins we've all had done against us, which really bother our hearts. And Jesus wants you to see he died on a cross for all the sins that we ourselves have done. He wants you to see all of this with your own two eyes. So you can believe with your own two eyes that you are so worthwhile to Jesus. You really are precious to Jesus. Because when Jesus looks at you, he sees someone who is so important to him that you are worth dying for. And so he did. He died. All for you. When our eyes doubt, when our eyes look to the broad road of this world we live in with so many different temptations, Jesus wants your eyes drawn back and to place your eyes upon him. When temptations come, and we all know they will come, what do we do? Do we fight and struggle? Yes, I hope. Do we fight and give in? I hope not. But no matter what, when temptation comes, when our eyes of faith are being turned away, Jesus wants you to look at him so you can see and believe that you are so worthwhile to Jesus that he died for you. You really are precious to him. When Jesus looks at you, he sees someone Who's worth dying for. And so he did. He died. All for you. Amen. Now may the peace of our God. Which surpasses our understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.